Debit versus credit. Hey, Cash Kids. Ready to test your financial literacy skills even further today? Well, we are in Season 2, Episode 4 of the Cash Kid Podcast, where we are working to build super financial skills. If you haven't already, go back and listen to past episodes as each one builds on the next. Today, debit versus credit. Do you really know the difference between them? How fast is credit card use growing? Can it get you in trouble? And what are banks doing to meet our generation's financial needs? Those answers and more coming up. The Cash Kid Podcast is underway. some cash, maybe from an allowance, or that money your grandma gave you for your seventh birthday. Here you go, sweetie. Woohoo! Thanks, Grandma! Whatever it is, what are you going to do with it? Spend it, hide it away, or maybe invest it? Let's start learning how to make that money grow. Time to learn how to be a cash kid. Joining me again today is Mrs. Amy Greer with Cadence Bank. Thank you, Mrs. Greer, for joining us on the show again. All right, let's get into it. So what is your definition for debit? Well, a debit card is uh, actually a tool that's connected to a checking account that allows you to use that at various places, um, such as stores and any merchants is what they are called. Um, that that accept card payments, which is pretty much everywhere nowadays. But it is a way to, to, to pay for goods or services, and it comes directly out of your checking account. So you have to have the funds in the account in order for it to, to process. It's not money that you're borrowing, it's, so it's not credit, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's actually uh, linking to the cash that you have sitting in your checking account. And so it's just a quick and easy way to pay for things. And it also helps guarantee that you have proof of purchase and kind of like a digital receipt, um, because then you can go back and look and see what you spent where. And that's super helpful in that way. So to clarify, debit is cash you actually have in your checking account, right? That's right. That's right. It's your, it's your money in your account. And debit is just the tool that you use to get to, to pull the money out to pay a person. How do people pay for things before debit cards from their checking account? <laughs> before debit cards, wow. Uh, so lots of checks, L- lots, of, lots of recording checks in the check register, like I mentioned. People would pay with checks and cash. You know, there was a lot of cash. Um, there's been a huge decrease in just the, the amount of cash that the government even makes now. Uh, paper cash because of because of the digital currency and things that are taking over. What brought about the need for debit? The need for debit, I think, really began out of the fact that cash was getting harder to keep up with. Checks were people were trying to be more environmentally friendly and not write as much paper. And so this concept of the debit system that's electronic money movement um, kind of was birthed. And it's really, again, it's back to, it gets money places faster 
and safer and there's a trail for you to track it. How do people mostly use debit as a form of payment? Most people use debit as a form of payment at what we call point of sale, which that means you're at a store or another name you'll, you'll learn over the years as a merchant. And so really as you, as you are buying something in the gas station or you're buying something, you know, at a concession stand or at an event, that's the a point of sale purchase is when you tap your card or insert your card or swipe your debit card. There's all different options these days. And that's where, you know, we call that, that's where most of the transactions occur. Um, it's not as readily available to use your debit card to pay another individual. That's where some of the digital forms of payment come in where you can send money um, digitally to different accounts like Venmo and things that we've talked about. All right, let's switch to credit. I feel probably most people hear this term more than debit. What is your definition of credit? So credit in the simplest sense is really um, an account that's established, but it is your, it is borrowed money from the bank. It's a borrowed line of credit. It is basically the bank or the provide the card provider saying to you, I, you have shown me that you can do a good job with responsibility financially. So I'm approving you to have $5,000. Let's just say as an example, you can use it all at once or you can use it a little bit at a time, but you have to pay me back a little, you have to pay me back at least a certain amount, the minimum amount each month, and you have to pay it on time. And therefore you can avoid fees and the interest rate, if you pay it off entirely, then the interest that they banks and card services charge you would never, would never factor in because you would have a zero balance. So it's, a, it's just a, essentially a, permission to use X number of funds, and then you have to show responsible behaviors prior to even being able to get one. But the, this core difference between credit and debit is that credit is not your money. It is borrowed money of the institution, whereas a debit card is your actual money. It is actually in your checking account. It is tied to your real balance. How do people use credit cards today? Oh, credit cards is a fast, fast growing um, industry. And it is where the, I think the large majority of transactions are occurring um, on credit cards. You know, credit cards, it's increased from, let's say, you know, uh, probably five years ago. I think it was like at the 20% rate was the number of payments made with credit card. And today it's it's like in the 30s, if if I recall from the last time I looked. And a lot of that is related to how the different credit card companies and banks present their services and give you things that come as a bonus with it. So you can earn points or you can earn free airline flights, or you can there are some you can set up and choose donations. So they've made it very attractive for people to use credit cards. What age can you get a credit card and where can you get one? So you can get a credit card on your own 
technically at age 18. However, you need to have had a, a history of proving that you have had good behavior in terms of paying off bills. So to do that, you would have had to have, have get a high school job, show that you have income, um, get a, you know, a cell phone bill or something, some sort of bill of something of yours in your name before you're 18 and pay it back regularly, have a savings account, show that you save. All of that are the behaviors that are going to help you build credit. But really, it, you can't apply for one until age 18. What is a good way for parents to help their children with their first credit card? A great way to help them would be to teach them how important it is to use it responsibly because it really, really, if, if it's not done responsibly, a credit card can actually harm your financial well-being more than helping it. So it's, it's a good way to build credit so that you can get future rewards from it. So even if you have a $5,000 limit, if you know there's no way in the next year you're going to make $5,000 or get $5,000 in any capacity, then you don't need to spend anywhere near that. And so learning just some of those tricks about how to use it responsibly, paying it off on time, the minimum, and don't spend more than you can pay back, then you'll be well on your way towards you know making the most out of it. Now, how can credit get you in trouble? Credit can definitely get you in trouble easier than you would think. There are some, some situations where you're asked to pay a bill or something, and if it's late, even one time, depending on the service provider, they can turn you into a credit bureau, I mean, to a credit agency, and that can ding what we call ding your score. And so you have to have a, you know, you, everything you do is building a profile for you for your future. And so credit can get you in trouble if you're not responsible in making payments, then you can n not be approved for future credit cards or loans when you go to buy a house, or you can be given a very high rate. So if you, if you damage your credit, then you're going to go in kind of a different bracket, if you will, for what rates you're eligible for. And you're typically not going to get the most competitive Right. So you're going to get rates that are very high. So that'll end up costing you a lot more money just to borrow money for a credit card. Okay. How do you feel banks are preparing themselves educational-wise or app-wise to accommodate the upcoming generation? That's going to deal more with just digital currency and kind of the way they want to handle money. Yes, that is a great question. Banks have really upped their efforts on financial education and financial literacy. I can assure you all the conversations at banks are heavily weighted on building the technology and the financial education for the future. So building those things are going to be absolutely critical to attract anyone in the younger demographic to want to come and bank with us. So there is a lot of energy, um, a lot of investment going into prioritizing all of the digital solutions. Um, on top of that financial education. So the combo of those two is what is what really adds value at the end of the day. So is there anything we haven't asked you that you would like to share with our audience? No, I, I think we've covered it all. This great questions, and it's a really, really important topic for 
um, teens and to, to really understand the importance of being responsible early on so it can help them in the future. Thank you, Mrs. Greer, for furthering our financial skills. Cash Kids, thank you so much for listening. We're going to dive into the topic of credit next week and tackle a topic most adults don't understand, your credit score. What is that? Tune in next week. Got a financial question for us to answer? Just email me at cashkidpodcast at gmail.com or leave a message on our website at cashkidpodcast.com. Also, leave a review wherever you are listening from and follow us on our Instagram. We appreciate you. Cash Kid out. The information presented represents the views and opinions of the guest. This podcast does not intend to provide personal investment advice. This content has been made for informational and educational purposes only. To make a full and informed investment decision, we advise you to speak with a financial advisor. And for kids, definitely your parents first before investing. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.